your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 464 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And we got a very special treat for you guys today. Making her second appearance on Locked On New York Rangers is going to be Alyssa Hope. Alyssa has an outstanding hockey YouTube channel. I've been a fan of it for several years now. She's also a big-time Penguins fan, so we talk a little Rangers, we talk a little Penguins, and we talk a little bit about the seemingly never-ending Jack Eichel sweepstakes, although, ironically, it sounds like in the little amount of time between this interview from last night, which was Wednesday night, and this time that I'm recording this today here on Thursday morning, it sounds like Jack Eichel has actually been traded. Yes, it has finally happened. He will head to the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, just be aware when you're listening to that part of the interview that uh, it happened last night, and we had no way of knowing where Jack Eichel was going to be headed. But without any further ado, here is our conversation with Alyssa Hope from YouTube. Enjoy. All right, and so with no further ado, let's go ahead and welcome our very special guest for today, YouTuber and lifelong Penguins fan, Alyssa Hope. Alyssa, how are we doing today? Oh, great, John. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, absolutely. I was looking forward to, uh, you know, having you back on as a guest. And one thing that I wanted to talk about with you, you know, we'll dive into the hockey stuff in just a second, but you not too long ago had some issues with YouTube, or more accurately, I guess they had some issues with you. Um, basically, they they kind of just shut down your channel and took it away from you what exactly happened there just kind of tell the story if you can yeah um so the whole month of october was pretty rough for me uh due to things that happened with my channel and usually uh i'm you know getting pretty set for hockey i'm getting excited about you know the upcoming season so normally october is you know a pretty good month for me but uh unfortunately around uh, october 1st I first lost my channel due to YouTube saying that I had nudity on my channel. So, <laughs> um, <I'm laughs> which no, always, it's, it's a hockey channel. Yeah, exactly. So it's always been just a hockey channel. There's never been any videos on there like that. Um, a lot of people, you know, said that and, uh, you know, took up for me on that side. But, uh, after not having my channel for maybe about five days or so, uh, I was able to get it back after corresponding with YouTube support. And um, it kind of felt like a tease in a sense because literally like a few days later, I got my channel hacked. So my channel was just completely hacked. And um, it was, I think, worse than the first uh, time that I lost the ability to post because I was completely locked out of my Gmail account, which um, was really scary. and. I just had to watch helplessly someone just stream about uh, cryptocurrency and uh, as I was losing subscribers and I just had to kind of just sit uh, helplessly for uh, a few days this went on before they actually, you know, lost rights to, uh, to be able to continue on streaming. But it still took, I would say, around a week to get everything back and um, 
another week, I would say, on top of, you know, the previous time lost um, in order to be able to start posting again. Um, but the whole month, you know, just the first month of part of October was really hard for that reason. And um, it really kind of opened my eyes. Obviously, I didn't have the two-step verification on for my Gmail account. So right. uh, that was kind of on me. But um, definitely have that now. <laughs> And uh, it opened my eyes to, you know, really, there's a lot of people out there that just don't care. And you never think that something like that could happen to you. But, hey, I mean, it, it happened to me. So um, definitely, definitely an eye opener and definitely changed my perspective and, and made me appreciate, you know, the ability to do what I do even more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess if there's a silver lining through this whole thing, it's the it sounds like everything got back to normal just in time for hockey season or maybe right after it started. And, you know, I think I speak for everybody when I say that I'm glad that, you know, you obviously have your channel back. And, you know, hearing that story, it's wild. It almost makes me think, you know, the two step verification thing. I probably want that on like literally everything that I own It's probably probably a good way to go. Right. Yeah. I mean, anyone listening, I would highly recommend even if you just have a Gmail account, even if it's just the email account. Definitely have that two-step verification on because you just never know. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I figure we can turn our attention to the hockey stuff. And it's funny because, you know, the Rangers schedule drops and, you know, I'm kind of planning out the season and, you know, looking to do crossover episodes with other locked-on hosts and looking to have, you know, people that have been guests on in the past, back in the future, and yourself included. And I'm thinking like, all right, well, you know, maybe when the Rangers are playing the Penguins, you know, I'll have a list of back on. That'll be cool. And I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, all right, well, they don't play in October. They don't play in November. <laughs> They don't play, and it just kept going. They don't play each other until the end of February. So I was finally like, you know what? Let's let's just have Alyssa back on here. But uh, it kind of leads me into another question that I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, sure. last season was was very unique, only a fifty six game season, and um, you know, obviously teams are only playing their division rivals. Are you happy? We're about ten games into the season here for most teams. Are you happy to see the Penguins and and really every team going back to playing the entire league again? Because last year, if it almost felt like there were four separate leagues, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm definitely enjoying it more. I think most people, even I listen to even hockey players, I mean, when they were asked the question, you know, do you enjoy playing, you know, a handful of teams, maybe, you know, seven teams or so um, over and over and over, and they're just like, you know, this is uh, kind of monotonous. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously, everyone's glad that the season still got to go on, but um, but I definitely did miss those kind of, um, rivalries, you know, outside of just the division that uh, are prevalent, and um, and definitely it did get a little boring. And um, also the alignments were different too. So there was that with the Canadian division, and like we normally have Columbus in the Metro, as you know, and Columbus wasn't in there, and it just felt so like out of whack. Like it just felt so uh, different. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything was very off. And, you know, I mean, rivalry games are great, but when all you're doing, you know, with, with, with the Rangers and Penguins, you know, you're playing the Flyers and then you're playing the Islanders and then you play the Flyers again. And this just goes on and on and on. And it, it, it loses kind of its, its special feeling when all you're doing is playing your division rivals. Yeah, and, I mean, and you're right. Like, there are some, some great um, things we can take from it, obviously. Like, we did play Philly and Washington, and those are always really exciting games. But, um, but yeah, I always enjoy getting, you know, um, the West Coast, you know, trips and um, things like that. I mean, when Crosby and McDavid go head to head, that's always a big deal. Um, so I, I really yeah. like that aspect of it. 
Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, just wanted to thank you guys once again for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You know, speaking of the whole league, I wanted to ask you, do you have anything that kind of stands out for you as far as like a biggest surprise this season? It could be an individual player or a team that's overachieving, a team that's underachieving. I mean, what's kind of caught your eye here in the early goings? I know it's still early, but even so. You know, one of the bigger stories, and um, I'm going to just avoid <laughs> the um, the Chicago situation. That's, that's yeah. been talked about a lot. Uh, anyway, um, I guess one of the pleasant surprises for me would be um, how Freddie Anderson has started off this season. And I think it's um, almost heartwarming in a way because he had a really rough go of it last season in Toronto. I mean, he was injured. He got sent down, uh, I believe, to the minors at one point. Um, he, you know, just had a really rough time. And, I mean, when you play in that city, uh, you're always going to have a lot of doubters. The media is going to be on you, especially if you're having just an off season. And um, I think for Anderson, I think that it's pretty awesome that he's been able to have the success such uh, so early on with Carolina. And currently they're undefeated. So um, I, I think that's probably the top story for me right now. That uh, obviously is a is a good one. Yeah, that, that's a great choice. And he's one of those goalies that I feel like throughout his career, he's kind of been up and down a little bit. Like one year, he's like approaching top five goalie in the league status. And then the next year, like you said, he really struggled in Toronto last year. So uh, I think that's a, a great choice as well. I would say, um, you know, there, there's a player with the Ducks who I don't think I had even heard of before this season, but he's up there. I think he's like top 10 in the league in points, Troy Terry. I mean, have you ever even heard of this mm-hmm. guy? I mean, it's it's crazy what he's done so far with Anaheim. I haven't, I hadn't heard of him before this season, but I believe he is on a nine game point streak. Is that correct? Yeah. Something like that. He's got 12 points in 10 games, so it could very easily be nine in a row. Yeah, it was pretty awesome because um, Brian Getzlaff actually was able to assist on his goal on Sunday. And that um, assist for Ryan Getzlaff put him at the top of franchise leader in points. So that was a pretty neat uh, celebration that Terry got to get in on. But yeah, it's, Man, that's that's awesome that uh, he's able to have a start like that. I mean, the Ducks, you know, the Ducks have struggled. They've had their own struggles, and I think they're starting to kind of um, produce more. And um, they're, you know, up and coming players are starting to shine more for the franchise. So uh, it's probably starting to be, you know, a better time uh, to be a Ducks fan. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like maybe they're uh, starting to turn things around there a little bit. And another team that I kind of had earmarked as far as a team that's really turned things around and they really took it to the Rangers uh, about a week, week and a half ago is the, uh, the Calgary flames. Uh, you know, I just wasn't really expecting much out of them given the fact that they were in a 17 division last year. It was probably 
the weakest division in the NHL, the way things were aligned last year, and they didn't even oh, make yeah. the playoffs. So, I mean, that, that's been pretty crazy, too. I don't know if you've gotten to see them, but, uh, yeah, another team that's kind of, <laughs> you know, got, gotten off to a good start this season. Yeah, um, I believe the Edmonton Oilers, the only game that they've lost, and they've also had a great start to their season, was against Calgary. So uh, that, that speaks to it. And um, Jacob Markstrom, I mean, they, uh, they had a rough loss, kind of a controversial favorite time goal last night to Nashville. But uh, before that, I mean, Jacob Markstrom was on an insane tear. And um, I think that, yeah, I mean, this team, Johnny Gaudreau is in a contract year. So I think he's really uh, trying to up his game. And um, there's been <laughs> also on top of this, there's been, you know, the Eichel talks. They, are they bringing Eichel in, you know, to top it off, go through the Stanley Cup, go on a run? So I think that's probably on uh, most Calgary fans' minds as well. Yeah, those rumors have really kind of picked back up all of a sudden. It's at the point with Jack Eichel where if he's going to get traded, I'll believe it when I see it because you know how this goes. It, it's hot and it's cold and oh, it's yeah. hot and it's cold. But um, I was actually going to ask you about that at some point, so we might as well just jump into it right now. I'm, I'm sure you've followed the Jack Eichel sweepstakes. Do you care to throw out a prediction about when he'll be traded, who he'll be traded to, anything? I know I saw that uh, you know the Flames are kind of emerging maybe as a front runner today. Yeah, okay, this is kind of fun, yeah. Um, so I guess, do you want my kind of take on the whole situation or just my predictions for both? Yeah, yeah, take it from the top. I mean, give, give us your whole uh, thoughts on the entire situation. Obviously, it's kind of become a mess with him in the Buffalo Sabres there. But, uh, yeah, take it from the top there. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a rather unique ordeal, I think, because um, we've never really seen this sort of drama as far as a player wanting a certain surgery that, you know, hasn't been performed uh, before on an NHL player. So it's kind of its own sort of entity. But at the same time, um, the Sabres already kind of had a cloud over their organization. They were kind of already um, in, in a bad light, per se, uh, you know, the Pagoulas and, and things that had happened before. So whenever this picked up and Eiffel started coming out in the media and, and kind of throwing shade at them, I think that a lot of people automatically just saw the, the Sabres organization as the bad guys. And um, therefore, it just put a big risk uh, between, you know, the fans, Eichel, you know, organization, all, all of this. Um, and I think that it's been really tough probably for, for Sabres fans. I mean, obviously, Eichel had the scenes uh, stripped from him. And, um, and now I think um, at this point, maybe some of them are probably able to kind of get over it and, and turn the page. But I think it's been pretty rough. Um, but anyways, I, uh, I think that the, the trade talks, what, what Kevin Adams has been asking, um, I know he's been at least wanting a first rounder and a couple kind of um, younger prospects I've heard, maybe more than one first rounder, I'm not sure, but I know, I know he has a package that, that uh, it's a pretty high asking price. Um, and I think that's been part of, obviously the surgery has been part of um, why he hasn't been traded. But I think that the asking price has been rather high as well. So teams um, kind of have been shying away for that reason. I believe he wants a player, um, a roster player as well, that's ready to go at least one. So he wants like he wants several pieces. You know, I don't know exactly what he wants, but it's obviously a high asking um, for good reason. But um, I would say uh, if my guess for when Ica will be traded for sure. Um, or date, I guess, I mean, not for sure, but my best guess would be maybe early January. 
okay. think it's going to take a little bit longer than people think. I think it's not going to be um, a quick process. And the team, <laughs> the team that I think he'll be traded to, I, I for a while I thought the Ducks, I really did. Uh, I thought Anaheim was it, but I don't know. Now I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards Vegas. I think they might be realizing, you know, uh, if they have certain players out, maybe they don't have the depth that they want. And they're really struggling right now, and I think they might be a little bit more desperate to uh, to get Eichel. And, I mean, considering the success that they had, they never missed the playoffs before. And uh, I watched their game last night to Toronto. They lost 4 to nothing, and they – I mean, they literally said they have the worst power play in the league. They, I believe they're like 20-21-0 or something like that, 0-21. So it's a, it's a pretty bad look right now. They they have yet to score on the power play in the season. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think they need him probably the most, for sure. I was I was stunned to find that out because the Ranger power play has really struggled. And obviously, you know, preparing for my show, I'm looking at the stats and, you know, who's been good on the power play, who's been bad. I think the Rangers, you know, as recently as a few days ago, were in the bottom five. But I saw that Vegas literally has a yeah. 0% success rate i mean you and me and three other people can go out there and go zero percent you know we'd be at the same level as the knights right now so, so exactly yeah it's 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 crazy um but you know i, I think i'm with you there Alyssa. i think vegas is the team that's ultimately going to land jack eichel uh for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned i mean for starters you know they're struggling right now they could use a little bit of a spark and i just feel like that's a team that's kind of been knocking on the door you know they're one of the mm-hmm. top two or three or four favorite teams to win the Stanley Cup going into every season. And I just get oh, the yeah. feeling that, that they could use a spark and that they could use something that they think will kind of put them over the edge. So if anybody's going to match that that crazy asking price that Buffalo seems to want, uh, maybe Vegas is the team to go all in, just push all the chips in and say, let's get Eichel, let's give them what they want, and let's go get a cup. Yeah, and you know, they have that. Um, I, I haven't been um, really checking on their cap situation, but I do know that they were able to free up some space, obviously, with uh, moving Mark Andrew Fleury over to Chicago. So, uh, Changing gears a little bit here, I did want to ask you about uh, the, your Penguins. You know, obviously, they get off to a pretty hot start. I believe no regulation losses in any of their first five games, and that's even doing that without Crosby and Malkin in the lineup. And then, of course, Crosby comes back for one game, and he's immediately out with COVID. So, uh, what's your take on the Penguins so far this season? I mean, very early. They are in dead last in that division. But to me, they're they're always a threat. But I'll let you have the floor there. What, what do you think of the, about the Penguins so far? So coming in, uh, I think a lot of the consensus was that the Penguins weren't even going to make the playoffs. That's what I heard from a lot of people. And um, obviously, they have the longest playoff streak currently in the league. Um, so I, I personally, coming in, I wasn't super optimistic, but I was kind of um, wanting to believe, you know, that they could make the playoffs. And uh, I got to actually go to a Penguins game during the preseason, so that was fun. I got to see them play against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. They lost. But, you know, it was in uh, PPG paint, so it was always fun uh, to be around, you know, uh, the atmosphere and things. But, um, you know, I think that this team has had so much success for for so long. and. and I do think that their their time is coming, and and they are going to have to kind of pay up uh, per se. And um, but at the same time, I do think that they do have a great coach in Mike Sullivan, and and things haven't been great right now. 
uh, the past few games, they've lost their last three. But, uh, but I do believe that uh, with a great coach, I mean, you can have a mediocre lineup and you can still um, scrape by and win games. But right now we're going through a really difficult stretch. Um, and we've had, you know, we've had a lot of players out. Um, star players, obviously Crosby, Malkin, Latang's been kind of in and out. Uh, Carter's been in and out. Uh, and, and yet we were still able to win that, uh, that game against Maple Leafs, seven to one. So that, that kind of was, um, a little spark of optimism there. I know Steve Dangle about lost his mind. <laughs> that was, uh, that was kind of fun to watch, as everyone probably will say. But, uh, but yeah, um, I think that, that that there's a chance maybe that they could make the playoffs this year. There is a chance. Um, they still have, you know, a lot of great players, um, you know, when healthy, obviously, on the roster. Um, but I think that if, I mean, the Metro division, I mean, as, as you know, it is the oh, most yeah. com- uh, competitive division in hockey. And I think, I think hypothetically, if the Penguins were like, you know, uh, in the West, maybe, uh, sure, even the Central. I mean, I think they would be probably a sure ticket in, but it's it's a really competitive vision. And the thing is, too, um, for me, I, I I do believe in this team, and I, I do believe that they, they probably will be able to sneak in maybe the wild card, because I'm looking in around the league right now, and, um, and I'm looking at teams, you know, like the New York Islanders, Colorado Avalanche, um, you know, teams that, I mean, most people had them – you know, uh, started the season as a, a cup contender, oh, both of those teams, cup contenders. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's not about who starts out slow. It's who finishes strong. You know what I mean? It's who gets on yeah. that, um, that run at the very end of the season and sneaks in and keeps that momentum going. So I'm thinking, you know, we might go through a bad stretch right now, but I still believe that, um, you know, we have a good coach. We still have Crosby and Malkin. Uh, Latang, I, I think Jari is kind of the main question mark right now. It's kind of the last year in the playoffs. It was, uh, it wasn't a good look. Um, he had some, some rough games. And, um, and I think he's probably right now the biggest question mark. Now, he has a pretty good looking save percentage. I mean, throughout this, this whole ordeal, he has a pretty good looking save percentage. I could say, um, that, that he's kind of still unproven. So that, that's kind of the one, uh, I guess you'd say anomaly there for me is are we going to focus on goaltending? But then again, we have uh, Hextel now who, from my understanding, is more um, motive- his motivation more is to kind of rebuild and retool more and, and um, to grow within the organization. That's more of his focus that I've heard in Philadelphia. Um, he was really big on that. So I'm thinking that that might be the direction that he's going to take. Uh, so I'm not, sh- I'm not sure, but, you know, for me, of course, I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, you know, bring Mark Andre Fleury home. I was just going to say that. Yes. yes. Let's go for the cup. Let's do just one last run. Let's just do it. You know, go all in and, uh, and see if we can do it. But, uh, but yeah, um, that's, that's my overall take. And I'm, I'm trying to stay positive, uh, as much as I can be. But, uh, but yeah, I'm saying that I'm kind of, I would say, 75% Penguins are going to take the playoffs and 25% not, if I have, if I can give you the best uh, take on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. I mean, the, the Metro, you know, like we've talked about, it's it's really competitive and it's really tough. And I think, uh, you know, with teams like the Rangers and the Penguins, it could come down to a photo finish for both of them. I, I kind of said that going into yeah. the season. I think the Rangers will get in, but I think, you know, they're not going to clinch 
with more than like two or three games left at the most. So uh, it, it's going to be absolutely wild. And something that you touched on just a second ago there, and I want to ask you about this because I know you're a big Mark Andre Fleury fan. Uh, he's oh, yeah. with the Black. He's with the Blackhawks now. They've got all kinds of problems on and off the ice, very well documented. They're going nowhere. I mean, if you're the Penguins, do you try to make a deal there and just try to catch lightning in a bottle? And, you know, maybe if we bring Flurry back, something just kind of clicks. He's happy to be home and, and he kind of, you know, goes back to who he was with the Vegas Knights. Yeah. And um, really, I, I've heard uh, as well rumblings that um, the Edmonton Oilers might be interested in him as well. So um, I think that there might be a, a pretty good sized market um, for Flurry. I'm sure there'll be other teams as well once um, the deadline approaches. But I think that if, you know, Flurry had any say in it um, himself, which he does have that um, modified no trade clause. So he has the, you know, the, the select teams that he can be traded to. Um, but anyways, I, I know for a fact that Pittsburgh is, is definitely not one of those teams. <laughs> yeah, not no, one for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So if he had a choice in the matter, I, I'm positive that uh, he would want to finish out his career in Pittsburgh. And, and you know, that um, the first time that he came back to Pittsburgh, the, the moment um, where, you know, they played the uh, kind of the tribute video on the Jumbotron, that, that always sticks in my mind um, how, you know, everyone was, was crying, he was crying, and, and just how, how much he means to the city of Pittsburgh is, is always, it's always going to be there. No matter what team he's playing for, um, it, it's always going to be there after he retires. So um, he's definitely very loved in Pittsburgh, and, and fans, myself included, would, would be just overjoyed to have him back in a Penguins uniform. All right, once again, a big, big thanks to Alyssa Hope for once again joining the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, and a huge thanks to you guys, as always, for tuning in. We will have part two of our conversation with Alyssa dropping at some point next week, probably toward the middle of the week. Going to be a crazy couple of days here for the Rangers. They are playing three games in the span of just four days, and uh, in tomorrow's episode, we're going to look to do a crossover with Locked On Edmonton Oilers to preview Friday night's game between the Rangers and the Oilers. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available on all platforms.